Kimelo Mutine on SAFM. As usual, uh, my guest this afternoon is Lloyd Babedi. On a Thursday, we have a feature where we look at differently abled people and all sorts of issues around that. Good afternoon, Lloyd. Thanks for joining us. Afternoon. How are you, Aspenna? I'm good. It's good to have you. Good to. Are you well? I'm well. I'm oh, good. fantastic. Okay. So, um, Lloyd, you you want to address today issues around myths yes, and yes. and and all kinds of things that we keep saying to people and and things that we don't ask openly True. that we murmur on the sides about people living with uh, disability or differently abled people. Give us one myth, for instance, that you want to address. One of the myths where people think that people with disabilities are brave or courageous and they don't actually consider the fact that we are just as human as everybody else. We have our fears, you know, we, we have our weaknesses as well, uh, mm. which affect us. And yeah, it's, it's it, I have a feeling that stems from the fact that you, you said, um, I think a couple of weeks ago, you were mentioning people mustn't feel pity. True. For differently abled people, you True. know, that irritates anybody who's differently able that you start saying, oh, shame or oh, shame, you know, it doesn't go down well. Do you think that's maybe where this comes from, where people misunderstand pity for for brave? You know, we, we think because you don't want pity, you are, you know, you are a stonewall. We can't shake you. Yes, true. Um, I think that is the, 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 the biggest factor, because now if. I don't want you to feel pity for me. Automatically you think, but this person is going through so much challenges. Mm -hmm. I'm sure they're strong, they're courageous, but Mm -hmm. you don't know that it's just a factor that I don't want you to feel pity for me, but I also don't want you to think I'm overconfident or I'm brave because of whatever that I'm going through. How would you suggest we treat this particular issue? What's the balance? You need to adjust yourself to understanding a person's disability. Mm -hmm. You need to have knowledge on the different lifestyles for people with disabilities as well because the moment you understand how a person's lifestyle is, then you understand as well that based on their disability, they're able to adjust from you moving with your own two legs from point A to point B and them using crutches like me or using a wheelchair to move from point A to point B. Mm. How much of this has to do with us understanding the individual? So it's it's not that Lloyd is on crutches. If Lloyd is down today, Lloyd has the right to be down today, not because he's using crutches. Yes, that is correct, yes. Is it okay for us to ask? Definitely. How do we ask? <laughs> so so how do I ask and not make you feel like I'm I'm feeling pity for you? Um for me I feel the best way is just to ask are you okay or mm. is there anything that you need? Mm-hmm. You know, instead of saying let me do this for you by starting the the whole gesture with offering assistance before asking it already shows that you're feeling pity for oh me. i see yes. so so i shouldn't say can i help you yes i shouldn't say that you should say are you okay or do you need assistance aha so so when when i already go into rescue mode you don't like that yes i, I need to check first if you yes. need assistance that is correct yes okay does this apply everywhere? If if I see or I think I see you're struggling, 
can I just jump in and say, oopsie, you know, you, you are about to fall or whatever. Is that okay? No? Let's say maybe you are going into public transport and the taxi or whatever, the bus, whatever is not uh, built in such a way that it is suitable for your needs. Is it okay for me to quickly come in and assist or... How do I do that? Physically, yes. yes. Uh, in a situation like that, yeah. yes, physically you can come in and assist, mm -hmm. but then have that verbal gesture. Even during the transaction where you're assisting, gotcha. just say, explain to me to say that, no, I decided to do this because I saw this and I had to rush. Okay. Yes. So so be, be aware that ask for the permission yes is, is that what you're asking yes so that it doesn't ac come across as arrogant and as somebody who's coming to rescue you true yes. all right okay myth number two myth number two that this one for me it's it's it hits home mm. because um I've, I've i've seen it everywhere um when people see a person with a wheelchair mm. there's always a myth that you got shot or really? you, you know you were in a car accident oh. and, and 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 that kind of thing and Never now there thing. are certain ways that a person can go into a wheelchair the, some are born like that yes. some are not even born like that some it's due to genetics mm. whereby on a later stage they go into a wheelchair but now you get people that would just assume that because you're using a wheelchair you you are like wow. this you know it never crossed my mind it never <laughs> dawned on to me that that is one of those things that people stigmatize the person because yeah. they see especially i suppose as a man yeah. that <laughs> you you may have gotten here because of some violent act or something True. like that yeah. so that should people i mean what's the right thing to do uh, i'm personally not one of those people who is curious but for those who are is it okay to ask or just don't <laughs> That one is a bit hard to answer because um, as people with disabilities, we sort of um, take things differently. Mm -hmm. But um, for the most part, I'd say it's it's always good to ask because uh, also irregardless of how a person with a disability acquired their disability, mm -hmm. for them being able to talk about it, it creates healing for them internally as well. Really? Yes. So it's okay for me to ask yes. why... Are what you happened? this way? What happened? Yes. I should. I, it's okay. It's okay to ask. I always thought that's so rude. <laughs> I always thought it's so rude. <laughs> no, it goes on on the manner in which you put it, but yes. it's it's definitely okay to ask because the moment you ask me um, what happened, yeah. it, you're assisting me in growing my confidence oh. as well within society, and you're showing me that I don't need to shy away from being part of society as well. You've really opened my eyes because I, that's the one thing I would never ask anybody. I just always <laughs> thought it's so rude. Like it's none of your business. Just, you know, keep it moving. Anyway, myth number three. Myth number three, um, it goes on to alpinism. Okay. Where people, especially African people, mm -hmm. there's been issues whereby yeah. they believe that people that are albinos, um, you can use them for muti and, and that. Mm. And people with alpinism are normal people like everybody else i've got friends that are albinos and it's it's sad to think that people still have that thing that you can use a person just because they have a specific disability mm -hmm. they'll give you powers mm -hmm. and a disability does not mean that you're gonna have any special powers or that you know i must say lloyd i thought i thought this country had moved ahead until we saw the recent killings uh, very recently uh, of yeah. the uh, albino twins i think there was uh, siblings uh, how do we how do we get to to dealing with this kind of stereotype and and when 
I thought we, we had gone past that, but it seems obviously that we're not, uh, we haven't dealt with it. How do we get to do that? You know, um, the biggest issue with that, it's um, with the killings and with everything that's happening, mm. it's mainly people from the older generations. Mm-hmm. So as much as at the current moment, we always look at the young generation, the now generation, that they need to be empowered and know about disability. The older people as well, because it is them that still have that belief to say that if you do things in this way, this is what will happen. For example, um, when they say that uh, they will buy parts of an Alpino for a specific price and that, although you find that uh, in the long run, it's a person... Technically, it could be my age that would be doing the actual yes, job, yes. but they're doing it for the money. The person who wants that Alpino is somebody way older mm-hmm. and somebody way more mature. So we need to also focus on the elderly people, the, the more mature crowd, whereby we need to teach them on how to understand people with disabilities and actually understand that there's no such thing that you can use a person's body parts for more. To what extent are we uh, talking to, for instance, church leaders and, 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 you know, community leaders who will get this message across in ways that you and I can't? Not enough. Um, Honestly speaking, not enough. And I think it's also because um, as communities, um, elders of the community, they certain shy away from Mm -hmm. certain issues within the community and they would be afraid to, to address them, always looking at if we address the specific issue, how is the community going to look at me tomorrow? How is the community going to react to this? Mm. And hence, I feel that we don't actually spread the word enough within our community leaders. Mm. So, I mean, that's a tough one because yes. we need buy-in. Uh, True. Uh, and, and also people listen to different people in different ways. Yes. So, so and in as much as you and I can say what we're saying, if we don't have the support and buy-in from some of these uh, stakeholders, then it's going to be quite difficult to, to get this to change. True, true, yes. Is there another myth you need to teach me about today? <laughs> I mean, I am so... Uh, yes, um, myth, myth number four. Okay, this myth, uh, it's from my own personal view. Mm-hmm. Um, I grew up, it's it's more based on di- uh, diabetes. Yes. Because although when we look at it on a government level, diabetes is not classified as a disability, whereby you can't get a grant for it. Yes. But in a way, it is a disability because it affects your bodily parts and it at the end of the day, you're unable to function normally. Mm. I grew up knowing that they would say, when you're diabetic, you can't have kids and, and all of that. Mm. I've been personally diabetic for 10 years. Mm. I had my firstborn at the age of 32, which was in February this year. Mm. And which is something that I even had that stigma to think that I won't have kids anymore because now I'm diabetic. And to prove people wrong, I had a child and now I can officially say that it's it's just a myth to say that because you're diabetic, you can't have kids. All right. The last one. <laughs> the last one that I would like to look at. That the people who are blind uh, have a sixth sense. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, they, 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 they don't. Um, they have normal senses like everybody else. It's it's just a point of that um, as a person, when you lose one sense, you get to heighten yes, the other. Yes, you get to heighten the other. And also another thing, uh, when it comes to people that are blind, they pay 
very much yes. attention to detail. So you would find that there's a person with a disability who uses public transport and they know exactly, mm. I will get off at this specific place. And you think maybe they can see, but no, no it's because they've memorized and they and know. They can hear. They can hear exactly. Yeah. Listen, it's always lovely having you. Thank you for coming in. Thank you for having me. Our regular on the feature, uh, dealing with issues of people who are differently abled, Lloyd Ababedi, and we'll do this again next week. Thanks, Lloyd. Thank you for having me.